Alright everybody, welcome back to the Daily Snap. Uh, today I am joined as always of course by my co-host Mr. Scott Landis. How are you doing this evening, sir? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> uh, we switched up the layup a little bit here. The layup, the layout a little bit. Uh, mostly for visual reasons for other uses, but uh, you'll also see here in a second when we pop some things up, it just looks better, I thought, overall. Of course, before it gets too out of hand, I do want to touch on the fact that we're all colorful now because it's Autism Acceptance Month. Huge thing for me. I don't want to get into it right now. We'll get into it later on, some other video, etc. But that's why it's all nice and pretty and colorful. Uh, yo, there's a bit of a feedback in the sound. Might just be Scott. I think I hear a fan potentially. I'm not sure. It's just, oh, it might just be the computer. Oh, yep, that's what it was. There you go. You moved something. I don't know. Uh, I think, it was weird. Yeah, my, my, uh, my tablet was on top of my computer, so it was probably like pushing down on something. Okay. Sorry. Fair enough. You're good. Um, but today we're going to get into the new season, the new cards. Uh, we'll probably touch, very slightly touch on the bundles that are in this uh, little article that was released as well. And then um, just a little bit of talk about the event that we have starting this month. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, sure. first and foremost, we have um, whoop, breaking stuff. There we go. So, we have the new season, which is Animals Assemble. Um, I'm going to be honest, when I... <laughs> When they released the Hit Monkey for the card this month, I like said to myself, "I'm like, what the hell are they gonna name this month?" <laughs> so like, when I saw the animals assemble, I'm like, "I, I guess." <laughs> I mean, it's just it's not like it's not, it's not National Pet Month or something like that. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's it is funny because like it it's Autism Acceptance Month, right? So like it still went to the AA there, but I'm like, that has nothing to do with this, obviously. But I was just like. I was like, this is so weird. I'm like, why did they go with this name? I, I don't know. And there's no, like, correlation to this in the comics or anywhere. If, if I'm I'm pretty confident there isn't. So I just thought it was funny and weird. Um, I don't know. You know. So initial uh, initial thoughts on Hitmonkey so far, Scott. We've had, what, like, day, day and a half now, right? Uh, something like that of Hitmonkey. I have not played. I, I I think I played like 25 games of the season. Maybe 15 of them, I actually played Hitmonkey. Maybe not even that many. So I don't know if you've played any more than me. How have you liked them so far? And what are your like comparisons are we drawing to other season pass cards? Uh, it's good. It's fun. Um, I think it gives you um a different avenue of winning with the decks that he's in. Um, I've played him in. Bounce, Sarah Control, and a variation of the um, the Thor deck that I made on Tactor. Mm -hmm. um, and I have like I haven't played like negative or anything, um, but I will say that obviously you need to draw him. Um, but when you do and nothing disrupts you, I think what it gives you is like it's like another win condition. That, that has a very low cost and still allows you to spread out power to other lanes at the same time. So, like, I, I mean, the, the one thing I will say is a lot of the stuff you're playing isn't necessarily gigantic. Oh, I have played a Shuri version too, sorry. Um, and they're gigantic. Um, that's why I said that's why I wanted to mention that. Um, but, you know, like, you're generally playing, like, with, a, with an ideal hand like you're you're generally putting out there like maybe like an extra nine or ten on one location and then hoping that the hit monkey location gets probably like including him like another like uh fifteen and then and, and usually that's good enough, obviously, but like against like ideal charade draws it's not good enough, but like against most other like standard aggro decks, like standard whatever decks, it's usually good enough to win, just because you're just you're able to basically like fill up all the lanes. Like honestly, it's made me like honestly consider like if I had Dazzler, I would probably be playing her this season. Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I think the the good thing that I've seen so far is that I do believe the 
there are many variations of Hitmonkey that can contest with Cherry. Uh, it can't necessarily beat the Red Skull Taskmaster hands, uh, just because I think they're slightly out of reach, and you have to have. I'm not. I'm not confident that your best hand beats their best hand in that aspect. But any of the decks that are just relying on um, the She-Hulk Taskmaster line, you you can you can outpower those. Uh, 18 is not enough to beat you in multiple locations if you have like the Sarah on five, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but is what it is. Uh, I do. I mean, I also do enjoy that you know there are there's a ton of other decks in the game that just flat interact with this, right? Um, the the concept of Sandman definitely can slow you down if you're not prepared for it. Leech can definitely still blow you apart. So while the deck is really fun, obviously it loses to the most uninteractive decks, right? But uh, I think it I think it's great for me. Um, I think it has the potential to be as powerful as Zabu. But it has, like, the added bonus of feeling like a Silver Surfer deck. Uh, you know, so where it's like, this card is really powerful and good, and it fits in a lot of different shells, which I think is really cool. But it gives you that, like, aggressive feel that the Silver Surfer decks did, like, pre-nerf, obviously. Um, sure. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that it's uh, it's fun, because... The last couple cards were not like this, right? You know, like, the last couple cards were super linear to where they were really only working one thing, and Nimrod fell so far short that, like, that didn't even matter. Uh, so I'm just happy that the card is actually good and playable and, like, just fits in a lot of shit. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm happy about. Um, My concern is that I've seen so far is I don't think there's a lot of variety per se in what you're actually doing in the end game it's really like what are you doing leading up to that i think that's more of the issue so i think that the decks that he's good in will eventually coalesce to be like certain ones will obviously be better than others like my experience personally has been i don't like the sarah versions at all for example okay um like i i just don't think that you you output enough power like, like you basically have to fill your deck with a bunch of two drops that like are overstatted and like if you don't draw sarah then you just aren't outputting enough power mm -hmm. um and I, I think your silver surfer comparison is spot on i think um and because you're basically trying to 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 win multiple lanes on the last turn like kind of out of nowhere yeah um I'll also say that Leech has not been an issue at all. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it being played enough. I just imagine that if you have those hands that you're trying to monkey on five or six, and they have like the turn four Leech, and it just like evaporates your whole play line, it's probably not the, good, right? I mean, the issue is like it depends on like, especially if you were able to bast before, right, 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 or or leeching. Like you have a handful of like three power guys, so yeah, like, bast you're... is insane. Yeah, so like you're getting, and again, I've been playing like versions that already have that have like yellow jacket and and wasp in it and stuff. So like oh, okay. when they, when they leech me, it's like here take like a million the next well, turn. Yeah, like, they, like yeah, like my my zero drop is equal to your five drop. Right, like, right, like right, you right, really right. just you really just like like killed yourself there basically like like by doing that. Um, Sam is just annoying. Um, and like not fun, so I usually just retreat because it's, it's just like not fun. It's just like a um, hyper easy retreat. It really is. Yeah. Um. the The main issue I think is that in order to really, really stand out, the deck, in my opinion, needs Bishop more than it needs Angela. Um. And so, if you get Sandman and you have like a Bishop out, like you have like multiple dead cards instead of just one. So like it's hard to it's harder at least for the versions I've been playing to come back from that, um, but like I'm sure the versions that are playing Angela might be able to get her up to six power before like that happens. I just feel like if you're playing Angela, you're too dependent on Falcon and Beast. Um, obviously, I've played her in in those decks. I just I haven't found like I found that the bounce archetype needs a lot, still needs a lot to come together to be like over the top in terms of it. Um, but it's still powerful. I, I just. I don't know. It's just not the version I've been preferring to play. Personally. A lot of the a lot of the feedback has actually kind of been the opposite that I've been reading, or at least following along with as best as possible. Where Bishop, 
uh, is in play and so easily like given the opportunity to be Shang-Chi'd because your opponent just knows where your power is going to be, so they know exactly where to Shang-Chi. Uh, so players haven't really been liking that and have been going with Wolfsbane over the bishop. Uh, so it basically is just another card on the final turn to just be a seven power unit for two. So you basically, between your hit monkey and your Wolfsbane, you're going to have seven plus there and plus eight and another, or plus six, whatever it's going to be. But if that's only three of your of your resources with Saradex. So you still have another three power that you can utilize on your Mysterio and things like that. So uh, I think it's interesting. I think they're all very good, you know? Like, I don't I, I don't know that there's a... I don't think anyone's figured out the, the exact the exacty of, of where this is. And if we get Kitty Pride back, I think it changes all the variables once again. So I just think it's cool that, like, they're all... Much like how when Surfer, again, I go back to the Surfer comparison here, is like, Surfer made so many three drops playable, you know? Like, sure. so he just constantly made all these, like, interchangeable parts good. Hitmonkey feels like you have this low interchangeable curve, which is great because that means it's just giving people freedom to play. Like, even in the Discord today, the, the video I made, you know, that came out today, like, it had a, like, a toxic Hitmonkey deck, which huh? is, like, nothing that I've seen anyone else playing, but. People have already been picked it up, played it. Someone's already hit infinite with it. Other players are enjoying it, but it's different because it's cool that like this is a thing now. Like you know, like so I think that that's great when you can take a season card and put it in anything. I I, I, just, yeah. I I'm much more in favor of it being playable than it being Nimrod. All right, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the other cards coming up this month. Uh, so it's this is not in order, right? So we're gonna go in order here, right? Uh, okay. We learn we learned this the hard way, but the, <laughs> the, the next card is Snow Guard. Um, man, this is such a weird card, right? So let me read it out for the audio listeners just real quick. While in your hand, this transforms each turn into a hawk or a bear, and then it, it's so it's originally Snow Guard, which is like this dude with a hawk and a bear in the photo. He's one energy, two power, and then he. I think it's a girl. I think she's from Alpha Flight. You're right. Know. You're right. It's a girl. My bad. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I'm still stuck on all of the other things that this card does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so now each turn, this is transforming into Hawker Bear. Great. What does Hawker Bear do? Uh, Hawk is on reveal. Ignore all location abilities next turn. Okay. Uh, and Snowguard Bear is on reveal. Trigger the effect of this location. So. This is just a weird card, right? Like, it's my best comparison in the game to it was like um, was Super Scroll, just because like you have no idea if Super Scroll is ever gonna do anything for you ever in a game, right? You're just like you put it in your deck, and you're like, yep, hopefully this guy does something cool. That's what I guess this card is. At one cost, it's obviously very much lower on the you know like curve aspect of it and like the cost value of it, because at least it's a one-two. I do kind of wish that like the like the the hawk and the bear had different powers. I thought like I think that would be more interesting. Uh, but like there's certain games where these cards will just do nothing, right? I mean, I I guess it's like really interesting in decks that just hard lose to certain locations. Like this would technically get around Sanctum and Plunder Castle, right? Like that's how that would work. Yes. Um. Yes. So that's really cool of. Like, your deck just can't interact with these things. You're like, all right, well, I'll just play the Hawk so I can get onto those locations. But it's like, it's ignore all locations. So w does that also work for your opponent, right? Like, Yes. So that yes. sucks. Then, like, what's the point yes. of that card? <laughs> so, I know. It's I don't bad. know. This is such a weird card, Scott. What, what are your feelings on this one? You're the, you're the guy that got, has to write the article on this. <laughs> She's horrible. She is, the, she is the Alpha Flight girl. Witch girl, I was right. That's okay. how old school it is. Um, for old school X Men, um, it, you just have to do the, you just have to do the math. Like so, the chances of you having a location in a game that is only bad for you, is good for your opponent and bad for you because otherwise it's going to be a mirrored effect. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, that. That you're going to either have whichever one that is, I guess the the hawk on that turn instead of it being a bear, yeah. So that next <laughs> turn you can like 
like if you think of like death domain or things like that like that you can even play to that location right, right and have active drops to play to that location that you have the one energy before the turn that you were going to play things there also um like like and again like it didn't it just it's not the bear <laughs> like i like so like just looking at the hawk which i think is the better one okay you need you need a lot of things to go right first of all obviously it needs to hit hawk it needs to hit hawk on the turn that you want it to and you need to be set up the next turn to take advantage of that so like what let's just like the obvious examples like you know sanctum and, and death's domain and plunder castle like you need to be ready to play stuff there and your opponent can't I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. If it was only for, <laughs> like, if all these effects were only for you, this card would be only a little bit better. <laughs> right. So we're in a situation where you need to have locations that are bad for you, bad for you, but okay for your opponent to make up for that fact, or else it's a completely mirrored effect, and you wasted an energy and they didn't. Right. And it needs to hit the right right animal. Okay. Right. So that's just and, for the better half. The bear makes almost no sense to me whatsoever because I can't imagine what locations you want to actually proc more than once that is again it's a mirrored effect so like oh Wakandan Embassy in a, in a in a Deadpool deck let's just say like like so what right like like first of all the, the big thing with this card overall is also you need to have locations that like you're playing an unfair an unfun game to even matter sure. and I don't I, and like I, I I know you re, I know we remember the games that are like that are a lot of clogged locations things like that but realistically there's just many games where like that doesn't happen and then this does absolutely nothing yeah so like I don't even I don't even know like like do you want to proc Sokovia a second time probably not like do you want to proc like the monster island a second time like I guess if you have if if like they fill it up for some reason and you don't that never happens like like do you want to like Daily Bugle or Hub, like, again, mirrored effects, like, it's not going to do anything. Like, I don't even know what happened. Like, I don't even know if you can trigger the Wrath a second time. I, I doubt it. Like, I don't even know how that works. I I, I mean, I guess if you were to unfill it and fill it, I don't see right. why not, but that's weird. So, the list of locations where this matters is even lower on the bare end, and I, again, I can't imagine, it's a mirrored effects for you and your opponent, so I can't imagine like where this is going to matter. And and I'm sure, believe me, there are edge case scenarios for both modes where this is going to be good. I just, it, it, to me, the like the number of those that would happen, even even if it was like a whatever, uh, like a featured location, right. I just don't think I would ever play this card. Like, right. I was going to say, like, I guess during on featured locations that you can build a deck around. This card is maybe okay. <laughs> I mean, I lost the Super Scroll a lot of times when it was Onslaught Citadel, so yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, like, but I never lost the Shadow King when it was Wakandan Embassy. I'll tell you that much. No, I don't. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the point of this card just because I, I can't fathom that it's ever going to work out to where it's going to, even when it does work out from a location perspective for you, that the mode will work out every single time on the exact turn that you want it to, that this makes any sense whatsoever. I, I yeah, I, like, I don't, I just don't get it. I, like, I, just, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know, I can't see a purpose for this card, and I know I'm not the only one of this opinion, because people were talking about it today that were just upset that this card was even being put in front of Jeff, so it's like, Fair. I mean, it's. I guess. I guess it doesn't help that a uh, Kitty Pride was just taken away, right? So yeah, everyone that bought Kitty Pride can't play with her. B, there was no new card this week except for the Hit Monkey, and then C, now the next card is this. It's like, yeah, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not. I would not buy this card. No. And I'm sorry for the I'm sorry for the content creators that feel the need to buy this card. I I, I wouldn't do it if, if I were them, honestly. I would protest it. I'm not buying that card. I can tell you that much. My luck is I'll open that card next week. Nice. <laughs> That'll be my luck. All right. So we got Jeff, right? Like seriously, Jeff. Jeff is just it's Baby Groot, right? Like this is Baby Groot mm -hmm. from Marvel Snap. He's adorable, um, but he's also very interesting. I don't know. In particular, like how good or impactful he is. 
but he's interesting. Uh, so two, three, when you can move this once and nothing can stop you from moving or playing this to any location. Cool. I, I mean, I think he's very overrated. I'll put I, it that way. 100%. Um, I think... I think he's ultimately just never going to be the best option. And we're reaching a point where, especially for a Series 5 card, like, he's just not... He's going to be replacement value every single time. Like, so he's going to wind up being, like, the 12th card in a lot of... In my opinion, in a lot of times. Um... But he will, like, win you games when you play him and use him effectively. But, you know, if there was... If there was, like, a Maria Hill for two drops, like, I think he would win more games, like, being generated than he would actually having to take up a slot in your deck and being played. Fair. Like, early on in the beta, before everyone had full Series 3 cards, because it was a lot harder to get full Series 3 collections, and, like, Killmonger was a full series three card and not everyone had him. Mm-hmm. Nightcrawler was pretty much like in every single deck. Okay. And so again, if if it was an availability thing, I think he would see a lot of play at at low levels, but that obviously won't happen. Um I mean it's a it's a it's a good effect to be able to move around and like basically like be a rotating stat stick that can move other places. I think the ability to move into locations that he would normally be able to move into is, is very positive. But the, in my opinion, the only real combo he has is Professor X. Professor X and Sandman. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I uh, mean, so, like, my, my, like my counter-argument is, like, my problem with this card is that the decks that it's best in are some of the most uninteractive decks in the game, and that's, like, probably not a good thing, right? Yeah, I don't have a problem. Like, I don't care about that ass. I know that, what you're saying. I'm just saying, yeah. like, these decks that everyone or like, anyone's going to have the ability to, like, shit on these decks because they're just not fun to play against. Sure. So, like, any card that, like, helps them is probably just going to get shit on in the end. <laughs> so, like, everyone might really like Jeff and look at, like, oh, he's cool, he does all these cool things. And then, like, later on... You know, they'll play their Sandman on four, and then on five, they can now play Jeff plus a four drop. I have no idea what the four drop would be at this point. But the fact that you can do that now is just different enough to where it's like, oh, well, I wonder how much that matters. I have no idea if it matters, but the point is... It's probably, can... it's probably him in a five drop, which I would feel more comfortable with. With, like, you know, with Electro with electro in play or, or something like that. I feel I feel more comfortable with that well, on turn on turn six, yeah, yeah. I'm saying on yeah. turn four. Like so, like on on turn four, oh, yeah. we would play our Sandman. On turn five, we'd have two and yeah, yeah. and a four. Yeah. I mean, obviously later on you could have the yeah. two and this, the two and the five. Five. But, yeah. Um, I just don't. I mean, that's fine. That that's actually, but like, he doesn't really interact with like. You can move into a flooded location from Storm, sure, but so can Doctor Doom. It's no, it's not even that. You can play to the flooded location. Right for one more turn, but I'm just saying, like later, you can move yeah. to it. You can whatever, like, but like, there, there, there are, there are a plethora of locations that, that suck. <laughs> yeah, that like having this in your deck is. I, I mean, there's a lot of decks being built nowadays, in my opinion, that like either have Doctor Doom, even have just like Squirrel Girl, or like, I guess those are the two biggest examples of like just or just other ways of of moving power into a location that you wouldn't normally be able to get like like mr fantastic or claw right right that, that you they would you wouldn't normally be able to get into yeah. so this is going to take up those same slots and i don't think it's actually a better option than a lot of those um especially like doom i mean i definitely like, think it's better than squirrel girl not in the decks <laughs> that want squirrel girl though i know like, but i still think it's better than squirrel girl <laughs> <laughs> but like like if if the one power is enough if the squirrel is enough and, and doesn't get killmonger or something like that did you need jeff i mean that's my whole that's my whole thing like just because you put three power there doesn't mean that you wouldn't have won with one power and you you're not bigger than a doombot and like you're not so so i like the flexibility i like the ability to get into locations but like there are very like in my opinion the only real combo is with professor x 
Yeah. So, so, so the, like, but if, but if you daredevil, you'll know where to Professor X anyway. So this is so, just a backup daredevil, in my opinion. While that's true, um, only because like I spent the last four days playing a daredevil control deck, sure. Uh, with Jeff, it would still enable alternate plays for the Professor X, knowing that you could Jeff into a lane that you're right. losing, which right, is really totally. good, you know? So, right, like, totally, I would, totally. I would absolutely be playing this card right now in that Daredevil control deck if I had it, you know? So, um, but yeah. it, it is... It's, it's, a backup, it's a backup to a lot of cards, in my opinion. It is. It's, it never, is. The pri it's never the primary option, no, so... The fact that, like, like you said, I think it's a 12 card. I think that's easy. I think there's yeah. a lot... But I also think there's a lot of cards in the game that are a 12 card, right? So... The fact that you this is just another one, if you have it, great. It's definitely better than Snowguard, right? So like, sure, sure. If you if we gotta wait a couple weeks to play with Jeff, then we gotta wait a couple weeks to play with Jeff. But the point is here, um, is this card's at least playable, right? Like that's that's the big takeaway. Like I think you can make the argument honestly that it can go in. Any, it literally can go in any deck, but then it can go in no decks. Like yeah, the only, yeah. the only real archetype it goes into, in my opinion, is Professor X. Yeah. So so the only so Professor but it can X, show Storm, it can show up, whatever. But it can show up in any deck. Yeah. So it, it so it only shows up in location control decks, which is fine, um, or Sandman decks. But then it literally could be in any deck as a twelfth card, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. I think right now I think I. 100% agree with it's just the fact that like it's not like it's a bad power you know for cost card yeah. the utility of it is uh, pretty you know there's nothing else in the game that can match this utility it's similar to a nightcrawler but this is slightly different than nightcrawler because you can also play to any location which is a big deal uh, when you're looking at room and things like that so I don't know yeah. we'll see I think Jeff has um I think it's it's mostly a low risk like high reward card in my opinion. I just don't know that like the reward is like oh my god I need to have this. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So. I totally agree. All right. So our last card is this big ugly lizard thing. <laughs> I have no uh, idea what this is. Sturgeon. I, I don't have a clue where this guy's from. I won't even lie. Uh, unreveal. Move an enemy card from here to another location. It's a four energy five power. So it's for one more energy, a Polaris that can move anything. But it moves it away instead of moves it towards it. No. Moves an enemy card from here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So a random card from here and chucks it away. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a one card. It's, it's a, a juggernaut. It's a juggernaut for one card. Okay. So it's a juggernaut for two more power and one more cost. For an, It's an understated four-drop juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely understated, huh? Yeah. I think this card's overrated. Also, um, I mean, I movement is good, right? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but movement's good on turn six. Well, this could so, be on turn six, though, right? I guess that's gonna be the argument here. Right. You have Zabu. You have Sarah. I get it. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like, but you have like Juggernaut throws every card that gets played here. That right. Turn, right. Right. So this moves, you know. <laughs> nothing what does it matter <laughs> right so this is very easily played around by already having cards in a location and then True. basically like and and then yeah like in uh, this in this current metagame that we're looking at this week this card's like unplayable right right I mean, like everybody is filling their locations like 11 of 12 in most scenarios so this yeah. is again good in like sandman decks in my opinion which is bad um yeah, like I, I can see play there. I can see play in like, kind of looks like, like a sand lizard. <laughs> like I, I don't. The fact that it, it can hit a random face down card or a face up card means that you have absolutely no control over what it's actually hitting. And I like so I don't understand. Like so I don't get why you're why it has to like why it's not a four six, for mm -hmm. example. Like I just think it's like very underwhelming in my opinion. I I I. I I'm fine to be wrong. I just don't understand. Like, move like moving cards is very powerful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, this does not guarantee you a, a, a one location like like a Juggernaut does. And Juggernaut only guarantees you a one location if there's open spots in other locations. So you need to set that up. Like so I, this I, I, is I, the same situation. In my I opinion. guess in the Juggernaut argument, like this is technically better. Storm into this, right? 
Uh, I mean, it's more power, so... Right. No, 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 not necessarily. If they play more than one card, you could hit the little card instead of the winning card. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, th so I guess the Juggernaut just guaranteeing it, it definitely makes it better. Uh, but I don't know, so the, the interest, even that, like, so the Juggernaut hits two, hits whatever they play there and moves all of it, um, which gives them power in the other lane. Like, this, even just hitting one of those things, as long as it, you're still ahead, it means they have lost power on the table. So, like, I guess that's still nice? I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Like, I, I agree with you. The move, moving isn't, is an incredibly underutilized power in the game. Uh, it's nice to see another card that has it, but the overall cost to power on the card is still worrisome, and it's completely dependent on the meta game. You know, like if the meta is all about flooding the board, you know, like and we we've, we've really been playing in that type of meta for a while now. If we even go back to like the Thanos decks, the only the only card this is like particularly great against is like the Sherry cards, right? You know, like if you can get that right and cosmos isn't a factor then this card crushes sherry decks maybe right like, i don't even know you know like I, I don't even know so i think that's the weird thing here is that the meta that we're currently in we're very much in a fill my lanes meta game so it's like this card effects never going to exist so like why does it matter i think i think you need to do things like debris and then like send the rock to the locations that are already like semi-filled Sure. And things like that. Like you can do things like that, With but then you're basically like, just you're just you're just opening. Yeah. yeah, you're just opening your. You're not really achieving much because at the end of the day, like you're gonna have a four or five left over, and even if and whatever you move is probably gonna be like it's very difficult for this card to hit above curve. Right. Unless you reduce its cost, and at that point, like I, I don't know why you just wouldn't play Juggernaut, for example. So. I don't know. I, I, I know I know a lot of people like like this card and I, I understand why, but I think now I think under I think now that it's been clarified that like it can hit face downs like so you're not guaranteed to hit a card that's already face up and like so therefore prior doesn't matter at all. Right. Which is a good and bad thing, you know, and, and like you said, like so many decks are used to like filling up lanes now that, that and, and filling them up with, without token generators that like this may not have no use in the late game. So you basically need a way for it on curve to move a card that you want. And that's not always, that doesn't always matter. Like yeah. it's in the mid game and it doesn't necessarily matter like that you're moving a card. I mean, I get so. not, not that I'm ever going to really use this argument, but I guess Kingpin fans have a rejoice moment, right? Like it's, it's another I mean, card. Juggernaut's just, Juggernaut's just as good in that situation. That's the thing. I guess you could, in theory, play both on the final turn. Yeah, sure. Uh, to secure both lanes, but like that means their kingpin lanes already filled. Let's be real. I guess you could, you know, sturgeon and then uh, juggernaut. What I don't know. It doesn't sound. I don't know. I I think the problem with this is is that there's a very good chance that this is the best card this month, but that doesn't make it a good card. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and I think that's part of the problem here is that this month's cards for collector's tokens are kind of meh. Uh, if we go back to like January, where all the cards in January were kind of meh, that's kind of what this month feels like. Like none of these cards are archetype defining cards. None of these cards are, you know, like the best in slot curve card. Like none of these things are true. So it's like, because of that, people just probably flock to this guy and go like, oh yeah, I'm going to spend my tokens on that guy this month. I don't know. I think there's two cards the next month that are better. Well, I would say for April. Yeah, for sure. I would May, say for May. We're in April, buddy. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I would say for May. I would say for May. I would say for May. So yeah, I don't know. I just No, there's I'm sorry, there's three cards in May that are better. I think so May I would is, say for May. May is much better is a much better month. Um I don't know. You know, like these cards are like Jeff ultimate utility Definitely gonna have, have some playability to him. I have no idea on earth what Snowguard is gonna do for anybody, and this card has a very interesting effect. But like, the power might not ever be worth it. So, you know, like why why do I need to play a four or five that moves a card if I can just play a four drop that has like ten power? Like, well, 
that's that's tough. But I mean, decent <laughs> amount of power. I know what you're saying. But as my point is, is that like there's so many cards that just match this power level that uh, it's really tough. It's really really tough. I mean, you can you can hurt yourself too. Like you can throw them into a plunder castle. You can throw them into a, a sanctum. Like you can throw them into locations you you can't get into. Like so. Uh, just you can me... throw throw them into that plus two power if something moves to your location. I've done that before and lost, you know, like so. Uh, so you know, Nemi in chat is bringing up Limbo and um, Snowguard. That doesn't even work because you'd have to what play? No, it doesn't. There's no way you're making that work because you, unless you have a way to play Magic and and Snowguard in the same turn with the effect and everything went right, why would you do that? You just paid six mana for five power to negate your own limbo what is that doing i don't understand i don't i don't catch the drift there at all buddy magic on five snow guard on six okay so what like it's still only a turn seven we're not gaining I mean, you, anything there you can just you can just scarlet witch yeah you, uh, you can just play a better card in general that doesn't cost you six thousand tokens but it's not it's not it, it's the next turn so like the next turn is turn seven so you're not just gonna turn yeah. off turn seven you know so yeah, like it's a, yeah it's not the current turn it's the next turn yeah it just it doesn't work unfortunately not that i yeah. think it was worth it to think about anyway but it was just like that's the problem with the card is that you you're trying to like create these moments but it's like man everything has to go right for that moment to even maybe exist and work out for me <laughs> yeah. it's like damn it so yeah i don't know um so the new locations uh Pet Mansion is this turn, all cards must be played here. And then Sandbar, cards with abilities can't be played here. Uh, so one of these is fine and one of these sucks, right? Yeah, the one, the Pet Mansion doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Pet Mansion is like, whatever. But sand, Sandbar is, I mean, this Horrible. is just Sanctum. This is just Plunder Castle, right? Like, it's just another location that people can't play on. Unless you're yeah. playing a Patriot deck, right? <laughs> is that our choice here? Yeah, basically. Uh, Except for it's even it's, it's even more restrictive because, like you said, it has to be like a Patriot deck, so it's even worse. I mean, and if we go back to just the Doom bots and Jeff and things like that. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just it's just another location that people can't play on. So for 24 hours, you're either gonna have to play a patriot deck or just like hate yourself um or play two mods right yeah or play two mods what what i what i will say is i think is a good thing is that we're only getting two new locations this month and i think that's great uh i think we've gotten to the point where we do not need a new location every week um so them realizing that and going yeah you know what why are we like why are we even wasting the um the the content right like it's just content for them at the end of the day so like why are they even wasting the content if they definitely don't need it and i don't think that if the feature locations are already kind of being shit on all day anyway um why do four of them in a month why do three of them in a month like last i think last month it's three this month is two i think that's great uh getting away we just don't need them like there's so many locations in the game already that the game has enough rng involved adding new ones like the pet mansion is whatever but adding another sandbar just to like even have the the possibility of sandbar sanctum plunder castle in one game sounds like the worst game of Marvel Snap ever. <laughs> it's like I had a today I had a a murder murder world sanctum bar with no name. Sick. It was awful. <laughs> I retreated. I was like, I'm not even playing this game. It's not even worth my time. Sick. That's that's where we want to be. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I love the variants this month. All the variants are really cool. The uh, the I animal agree. variants are sick. Uh, they're all just great. I love the little Ant Man with the cookie. I love the the cock lock. Right. I mean, that's great. Uh, the Frog Thor bundle came out today. I like it because Frog Thor is pretty cool. But yeah, these things are great. Um. So, I like the squirrel. I like the squirrel girl too. The squirrel girl does look really cool. Um, she'll be up on screen here in a second. Uh, so this, the first front flag bundle is the one today. Seven thousand gold gets you the variant, the avatar, the title, three thousand tokens, seven thousand credits, uh, and one hundred fifty-five boosters for seven thousand gold. The last one that we can compare this to would be the Mister Negative bundle, which was eight thousand gold. 
Uh, I don't think it had... I think it had less tokens, actually. Maybe it was the same. I think it was the same amount of tokens for more gold. Um, if I remember, less credits. It, might, it might have been less credits. I think it was... I think it was. I think that I think this bu this bundle is a better value than the negative one, uh, by like a little bit. I don't think, after looking it over, I don't think that this is like a must buy bundle. Like this isn't, you know, Sunspot or it's yeah. not. Um, apocalypse or no? Yeah, it's not. A, it's not like Apocalypse or like even the Deadpool bundle, which was cheaper than this, but that one was like really good. This bundle is totally fine at a price, but it's like. It's not like it's, oh my god, this is so good that I need to buy it. It's like, oh, okay, like, that's pretty cool. And if I like the if I like the variant, then it's, like, very worth it. Um, aside from that, eh. Uh, but for, it is notable it's gold and not cash, so, you know. Exactly. exactly. Uh, so then we have this $5 bundle for three variants. I mean, this is, like, this is, like, a, a variant buyer's dream right well the cards though are not the point is the cards are not series three cards even that's that's, that's very fair but i mean five dollars to get all three of these variants when a variant normally costs like what 10 bucks it's 1200 i i consider any variant you buy to be 1200 gold i don't that might be wrong but that's what i consider it because you oh. can't really get you can't really get it any other way. I don't consider it to be seven hundred gold. I consider it to be twelve hundred gold. Okay, so for these, you're saying like if I were to buy these, they'd be twelve. They'd be twelve hundred gold each, which is like fifteen dollars, right? Something like that, yeah. So like fourteen dollars, whatever the exact number is. So yeah, each, I mean each, right? Right, 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 right. So yeah, so I mean you're looking at you know like a forty dollar bundle here for five bucks if that's what you're into, and you know Cookie Ant Man and moose mr fantastic <laughs> right i think it's cool uh it's weird to get a moon girl and devil dino variant bundle like right after just getting another one but whatever so this one's 2900 gold gets you the dino and the moon girl which are both dan hip variants spoiler alert i'll be buying this uh gets 2000 credits and then 155 each for each booster I really don't need another Devil Dino variant, but like I'm gonna buy it anyway because uh, it's cool. But the uh, the art here really cool. This value is probably terrible. It like, seems terrible. It seems really really <laughs> awful at a, at a collection standpoint. It's definitely not good. So I wouldn't recommend anyone buying this unless you're a huge Dan Hip fan like I am. Uh, we get the Baby Groot. This is adorable. Uh, so for 10 bucks, you get Groot and Hella, and my wife just saw the baby Groot, so she got all excited about it. Uh, so it's Groot on a swing. This is really fucking cute, actually. <laughs> this Hella, though. What is this Hella doing? Uh, she's gardening. That doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, so I guess this is for Earth Day, right? That'd be my assumption here. Oh, okay. Uh, 10 bucks. You get 600 gold, 600... This is a freebie, right? This is... For ten dollars, you would get seven hundred gold, I think. So, like, for ten dollars, you get six hundred gold, six hundred credits, and the two variants. So, this is just like a free bundle for anyone that spends money on the game. Uh, and then here's your sweet Squirrel Girl, which is the token bundle. So, this is five thousand gold for forty-five hundred tokens. This is an unreal deal, right? I mean, this is nuts. Uh, that's got to be the best value. Wow, that value's insane. I didn't do the, I didn't even see. I just read this for the first time. Uh, but this Squirrel Girl variant's really sweet too. Comes with the avatar, which I guess is just her face. You get the 155 boosters, but yeah, I mean, like I'm. I hate Squirrel Girl more than any person on the planet, probably. But for 4,500 tokens, 4,500 tokens, 5,000 gold is well is definitely well spent. Um, and a very special surprise for those who like to demonstrate their loyalty. I. I guess there's I don't know what that means. There's a cat bundle or a dog bundle. I'm not. You sure probably only but you can only buy one or the other at this point. Oh, okay, gotcha. Title for cats rule. Title for dog rule. Okay, so for 700 gold, you get to buy one of them. Interesting. So Scott, I'll buy the dog bundle. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's everything for the season. Um. Hitmonkey's the best thing, right? That's just like... I mean, I, the one thing I'll say about the bundles is... I, I mean, I haven't bought a bundle 
in a long time. Scott has it like wasn't... Scott has like twenty thousand gold. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of gold. I will probably buy Throg, and I will definitely buy the Scroll Girl bundle. Scroll Girl um, bundle is unreal. But but what I'll say is, I'm I'm not planning on buying any of these cards. Yeah. So I'm gonna get to like Kitty's been pinned since day one. I, I, I won't say I fell for the I, I just didn't buy it because I just was being lazy and I had a lot of work to do that day and then they wouldn't <laughs> let me buy it so like fine but it's still pinned yeah um because the only other card I really want that I don't have the only cards I should say are either master mold or stature at this point that I don't own and I'm assuming stature is moving down to series four this month she should be yeah, so, and what was the, there was Kitty Pride, Master Mole, what was the other card that came in in between them? Uh, Kang? Oh, Negasonic. Oh, Negasonic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, those are the only three cards I actually want that I don't own, so, if I, I don't feel like unpinning Kitty, because I'm sure I'll never get her again if I unpin her, um, like, for a long time. Because uh, I don't have uh, like all the series five cards and all the series four cards, so I'm just leaving her there. But I think if I mean, I think because of my extreme luck, I actually like somehow jumped you <laughs> in cards owned, which is yeah. beyond magical. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So what is this like? Throg gives you how many tokens? Three thousand. And then the Squirrel Girl gives you forty five hundred. Like that's seventy five hundred tokens. That's more than a card that like I'm just not gonna use. Yeah. Because I have like twelve thousand tokens now. Because I have, was going to spend six thousand on Kitty and then right. just have six thousand. Right. Um. So, like, in my opinion, if you like the value on these bundles, like, it's a good way to just bank tokens. Because I yeah. wouldn't spend them this month. So. Yeah, I think it's it, these bundles to me are definitely planning. I'm like, don't get me wrong, there might be better bundles next month, and that's all fair and dandy. But passing up on three thousand tokens now for a fair price for everything else is like really hard to do uh when next month there very likely is three very playable cards two of which might be considered big bads that will never be less than six thousand so like when you make those judgments and make those considerations buying these bundles this month is really just forward thinking because i mean five thousand gold for 4500 tokens is unbelievable uh i mean that's that's literally almost a full card in itself for 5,000 gold, which is, you know, I don't know, like $50 cheaper than what it would normally be. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, and once again, I'm not here to talk about whether or not the price of a card is good or bad. It's the price that we have to pay for it in the game, etc. So, like, that's just where we're going for this. This price for the game that sets prices for cards is a good price, is, is the only thing I'm going to say. Um... Yeah, like if these, if these, and I have noticed that, like the bundles have been getting to be better and better value every month. So except for those last couple at the end of last month that were just bad. Did you buy like all the we all the daily things and all and the weekly things? Definitely the didn't. Weekend thing? I definitely didn't buy all of them. No, I did, did buy, buy like, some of them, but not all of them. Did you buy like the weekend thing? Depends which weekend thing. I bought like all of the anything that gave me. Not anything. Actually, I didn't buy everything that gave me tokens, but I did buy, like, majority of them. Not many of them gave you tokens. I bought the ones that gave you tokens. Yeah, I, there, was but... only, there was only one thing last month that, like, I could have bought that I didn't, and I think that was the uh, the Sinister and Bishop thing. I didn't buy that thing. I didn't either. Did you buy the, um... You see, so you didn't buy, the like, the weekend thing that gave you, like, a bunch of credits? I bought... I didn't buy... I bought the $5 one and the $10 one. I did not buy the $20 one. Okay. I meant to buy this one and I just didn't. I, I forgot. Yeah, that's the I got I went to work and forgot all about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were fine value. I would have bought I would have I, I could have if like I bought if Stature if Stature had dropped down the series four, I would have bought it, for example. I bought um I bought most of like the variant mystery variant things because they were just pretty good value for whatever you're getting with the variant. Um I bought most of the stuff that contained tokens except for that that sinister, that sinister one. That, that that one, that bundle just wasn't very good, so I didn't buy that one. Uh, I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't know why they 
they had they do this a lot. They have like multiple variants of the same card in the same month. Like there was a yeah. steampunk steampunk bishop, which I didn't yeah. get. Which spoiler I didn't, is the only one I didn't get. Um, and then they had this bishop, and it's like I would have felt bad if I had like bought this bishop and then got a steampunk. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, it's weird. Well, I have no idea. That's it's a it's a weird approach for sure. Um, all right. So while we're here. Let's talk about our event coming up. So we are starting our next weekly on the 7th, running into the 12th. Um, I think it also technically supposed to be the 13th, but I just didn't feel like doing math this morning when I was making this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Hitmonkey is now in the game. It's Kitty Pride probably still won't be, uh, in my guess. Any, I don't know, hot take, Scott? How long are we, we waiting for Kitty Pride? Weeks? I hope not, but I mean, like, I don't, I think they're just planning on now at this point, just doing a balance patch with it, which I thought they were going to do anyway. Right. But like, um, does that mean weeks? Uh, it could be next week, I think. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. I'm worried. I, I think that, and I get it, uh, after better understanding everything and how it works and, you know, you know, listening to Scott Landis for a couple minutes, uh, but, um, it just sucks because, you know, it's, it's, I think it's worse. It's almost compared to like, um, like a League of Legends, if I want to use that, right? Like they get a new champion and everyone gets excited for the new champion because they only get, you know, one champion a week or whatever the hell they do. And then all of a sudden, like two days in, they're like, nope, sorry, champion's disabled and we don't know when it's coming back. That's probably going to feel really bad, right? Like, that's the only thing I can compare it to. It's like, yep, here's this brand new card that everybody waited all month for, is pretty damn excited for it. A lot of people bought Kitty Pride, and then two days in, they're like, nope, sorry. And then on top of that, they're like, we have no idea when she'll be back. It's like, man, that sucks. <laughs> like, it just sucks. So I don't know. I hope – the truth is that I would rather her be back and work than, like, for her to be back and still have problems. So, like, you know, like, was the last thing you want is this card in the game that's just doing nothing but glitching out and causing so many issues because that would suck. Uh, I don't know if it would be smart to just, you know, move your timetable up and just release, like, release two cards next week in replace of it to maybe make it feel better. I, you know, I have no idea, but it does feel a little crappy. The silence is bad. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, like, all these end-of-season marketing materials and then, like, she's there as, like, a card. Like, it's... I don't know. They're just, they don't really understand that, like, what they're doing for certain things. I, I think that, uh, to me, it's really bad marketing to have this card be, be featured on a, on a lot of these things that they, it was featured on. Like, these are features fast as ending, and here's a picture of Kitty and Nimrod and Negasonic. It's like, dude, you're, like, you're just going to get a million comments that say, hey, yeah. that card doesn't work. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, so, I mean, you're, you're, it, it's kind of, I think the situation there, it's kind of tone deaf. Yeah, well, and, which is scary because it means that they might not have answers. Well, if it needs to be pushed and it needs to be done through a patch, I don't really know how that works in terms of the app stores. Sure. Like, I don't know if you're allowed to, like, fix things off cycle or if they can rush that through or not. Sure. I, I don't know. Um, I doubt it, which is probably part of the issue. But, like, they're also... I don't know. I just feel just very radio silent. Like, I understand there's obviously some of these things take time. Like, it takes time to produce that video that was for the beginning of the season, which is really cool. But I don't know. It's just like there's there's clearly problems and there's clearly continues to be tone deaf issues with other things like Churi. And so, like, this just, in my opinion, just compounds the tone deafness that's going on and like you're trying to solve it by like saying that Jeff the shark is cool <laughs> real talk though watching that video uh, did anyone else think that they changed their mind and Jeff was actually the season card because I yeah. really like I'm watching the video I'm like man they're really focusing on the shark like did they change their mind like is Hitmonkey going to be a series 5 card because that's going to suck I'm going to be real pissed about that and then it was like nope we just wanted to feature the shark because he's cute. And I'm like, oh, 
So he's baby Groot. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just I guess to follow up on the Kitty Pryde thing, were you even like cognizant of the idea that they could disable a card? No, but I but I haven't ever played in and I haven't played enough online TCGs where that's even an issue. Yeah. But, so I mean, like it was weird because when they did it, I'm just like, huh. I had never thought of that. So like. That's why it was like this really interesting thing that they're like, oh, hey, we'll just disable her. I'm like, oh, well, that's different, you know, because it's not like in, in our, you know, in TCGs, they're just like, yeah, that card's banned. Like, just put it back in your binder. Like, that's not even an option here. It's just like, no, she's just like frozen in time somewhere. It's like, oh, like, oh which is right. which is the equivalent. Um, I guess I just I guess I was what I was hoping for is like. I mean, if this would happen, like, in the real world with anything real at a company, like, it'd be all hands on deck for all weekend. And this happened on a Friday where they, like, disabled it or Thursday or Friday, and then, like, it's now Wednesday, and we still have no no information. It's been about a week, and we don't have, like, any type of plan for it, which is definitely worrisome. Yeah, and that's where I really have an issue with it, because, like... It should be all hands on deck to fix an issue like this, and it doesn't. I I don't get the sense that it really is. Well, the other problem is like we just don't even know what that actually means, right? Like we don't know how many people they even have on deck to fix that. I mean, however many there are, it should be all of them. And <laughs> that's clearly not happening because we know that they went to a conference to talk about the game. Well, so, like, those people that went to the conference, a, they, they weren't... I mean, let's be honest, they're not the people fixing this, right? I know, but it's it, it, again, it's a tone-deaf bad look. Yeah, yeah. I, well, that's that, what... That's what my biggest issue is. And, man, I really don't... I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but, like, I felt that this month's video, like, the, like if I compared it to past month's videos, I thought this month's video was, like, it felt kind of rushed to me. Um, like... Especially because we now know he like they, it was recorded after the conference, so like that means if the conference was Saturday, that means that what did they record this like Sunday, maybe Monday, you know, like so it just felt like they really rushed this one, and I'm not really sure why, other than like maybe they couldn't decide when they were gonna release like Snowguard and Jeff because that was the only data mine thing that was changed, so like I just got confused by like why do they. If, if they have all this stuff predetermined and planned out, why are they waiting until, like, two days before the season to record videos? Like, that that doesn't make any sense to me, right? I mean, I still think they're high quality. Don't get me wrong. It, yeah, it just felt like this Like this one was, A, it was much shorter than the, than the, uh, the ones in the past. And it just, I don't know, it, it felt like it was rushed to me. And, and, like, not that it was bad, but, like, comparative... It almost felt I don't want I, I don't want to say lazy, but it, it kind of felt lazy to me uh, from like other you know other videos of the past. I don't know. That was just my hot take, but nonetheless, sure. um, we have an event starting on Friday. With that being said, uh, shout out to Untapped.gg. Anyone that plays on PC uses this uh, tracker. I have signed up for the premium. Um, if you I think I posted the link. If not, I'll just post it right here, guys. Ready? We'll copy and paste it for everyone in our live chat. If you guys go to this page, you will not see um, numbers. All right? You won't see statistics or anything like that. All you'll see is the list of decks. Uh, as I was telling Scott earlier, the cool thing about this particular one is, like, I just reloaded the page for everybody here. And throughout the day, if I reload this page, you know, like, once or twice a day, this is changing. At the beginning of the day... There was only one deck in A tier, and it was Sherry. And now we're, as the day has gone on, this Sheenot deck is now went to an average cube rate of 0.62, which has now surpassed the Sherry deck in terms of the value that I'm searching on. So it's interesting to see that, like, literally, anyone that was paying attention to the screen, I reloaded, and Sherry went from number one to number two. So I think that that's a really cool thing about this particular um, tracker is that it's it's in real time. Whereas most of your other ways where you go to find decks, uh, any literally anywhere on the web, anywhere basically, is they don't have that. They have like a tier list for the week or forever the set day is. Sometimes it's weeks. Uh, you know, for example, like Marvel Snapstone generally doesn't update their tier list on new cart on new season releases because the data is not up to date enough for them to track it. My guess is that Untapped is 
probably the most downloaded tracker for PC, and that's why they're able to like update these numbers uh, more accurately and efficiently in some ways. But again, with any tracker, it's only tracking the people that are using it, which is right. very small amount of people. But data is data, and this is the data that we're going to try and use in this month. Um, nothing to take away from anyone else and all the other tier lists that I've used in the past, but we're going to try something different this month just to see how it feels and see how people enjoy it. So with that, at my end of my long spiel, with the event coming up, uh, I was going to say how Sherry's still on the top deck on the card, but even this, Sherry has a 61% win rate, which is still 5% above the Sheena deck. Uh, the Sheena deck is like the Magic Moon She-Hulk Infinite deck. I, uh, sure. I... I've, I guarantee how many, you... How many, games, how many games played is it? Uh, so this particular... The most popular version of this is 210 games with a 60% win rate and 1.4 cube. This is the most popular version. I could go and look at other versions. There's 130 versions of this deck, basically. Um, I think if I tap out of it... So way less than sure. Oh, for sure. Um... I mean, this. so this is the most popular version of this deck with a 0.68, a win rate of 62.6%, and 9,900 games played for the Sherry deck. <laughs> so, like, 10,000 games versus 200. Spoiler alert, Sherry's the best card in the game, and this is the best deck in the game. <laughs> um, with that being said, the cool thing about this list is that we already have, uh, like, Hitmonkey on it. It's a little further down here, right? But... This hit monkey is saying this version of the deck, which I'm not saying is the best version at all, but it has 3,000 games, 54% win rate, and 0.47 cubes. Um, this it's cool because this is a day in, and they've already tracked 3,000 games with hit monkey, which nowhere else on the internet you're going to find that type of information because it's just not there. It's not available. Um, but what's cool is here is that this is up to date. This is active. This is daily. You have the ability to you know change your parameters and things like that. You know, this is only this is players 30 to 100. Maybe I don't give a shit about players 30 to 100, right? You know, but um, nonetheless. Oh, that's where the Sheenon deck comes into play. Cause probably. Because I want a series five cards. Yeah, sure. Let's go 70 to 100. There you go. Bam. Death Wave's the number one deck now. How about that? <laughs> Sheenon deck is a B tier deck somehow, but uh, whatever. Um, the point is that you can interact with it really cool, and I like the I like all those parameters. Uh. I'm not sponsored by Untapped by any which means, but it's also incredibly cheap to pay for the tracker. Granted, if you're not using the tracker, don't pay for it. There's no reason to. Uh, but the, you know, this is what we're going to be using. And I, what I like about this is, like I said, is there's a lot of decks on here. They're not all the same. Um, you know, like this is a hit monkey deck and then you can go and, you know, you can look at the most popular versions and you can look at other versions. You can copy it right from here and things like that. And then you can go into see Sarah Control. Now the Sarah Controls have the Hit Monkeys in it. Has a thousand games played. You know, like so. That's that's what I like about this is that it's all right here. It's all like nice and quick. You don't have to go through like four clicks to get to a deck code or some shit. Um, so that's why we're using it this month. But nonetheless, Sherry's on top. Right. We said it last week with our Tactor guide. Uh, I still think it's true this week for at least the meantime. Um, do you expect obviously Sherry has won I'm not gonna say like every single tournament since the balance patch, but it sure as hell feels like every single tournament since the balance patch. Uh every single post I see on Twitter of a winning tournament deck is Sherry. Shout out to our boy KJB, second place in the KM Best event, playing Sherry. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, this is still the most dominant deck in the game. I still expect to see a ton of it in our tournaments. But if we're not playing Sherry, you know, do you think the Hit Monkey, um, the Hit Monkey strategy is going to work in battle mode? You know, like, do you think that that this deck is good enough to take from ladder to battle mode, Scott? I think it's probably better in battle mode, especially with open deckless. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think you'll so. know you'll know when you'll know when to snap and retreat more often than you do now. And there's no and there's like there's going to be a lot less Galactus. A lot less Sandman because those just have very bad matchups against Shuri, both of them. Yeah, and so, and so, um, like you, you can't walk in 
like with scissors and like expect to beat the rock right. ever. Right. So and 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 I'm not saying I'm not necessarily I'm not saying that the hit monkey is paper, but it's because it doesn't just guarantee beat Shuri, but like it, it's it like, definitely loses, it definitely loses to those decks, and those decks are really bad against Shuri. So like yeah. at least you have more at least you have more game. It is weird. I feel like this game it's very hard to get to a rock paper scissors look because of, like even the decks that are different are they're still trying to fight for the same resource right like we're still trying to fight for power and whether it's through one giant dude or through four little dudes that happen to add up to a giant dude so it's why like like that example of sherry versus uh hit monkey it's like yeah both of us can put 25 power on a location so it's like who did it better um you know is there a way for hit monkey to effectively have a shang chi go off and then still have all the power, you know, things like that. I don't know. Uh, I think Hitmonkey is definitely enough of a curve to make the events feel different, whereas, you know, the reason why I don't like running these weekly uh, is because when a new card comes out, you know, 1% of the game gets it. In our 50-, 60-person tournaments, maybe one person gets the new card, right? You know, like... So it's not really like affecting the metagame whatsoever, or, or at least our community metagame, I should say. But Hitmonkey feels very different. You know, Hitmonkey for $10, anyone can pick up that deck, and all of a sudden they go from a deck that was like, you know, I mean, just like the Sarah Control, right? Like the, the there is no Series 4 or Series 5 cards in the Sarah Control deck. So right. you're just buying Hitmonkey, and you're putting it in one of the best decks that's already in the game, and now you just have a better deck because Hitmonkey's kind of insane. Um that's what I think I enjoy most about the card is that unlike Nimrod and I mean, Modok has Modok is actually better now than it was two months ago because there's less leech in the metagame, but Nimrod just didn't do anything for anybody. Whereas, you know, this card coming out is doing everything for everyone right away. So I, I think that yeah. it'll be nice enough to just switch up the metagame because of it. That's really all I'm trying to get at. Um, But yeah, so there's like fucking, 50 decks on here which is oh, yeah. an insane amount of stuff to get around and you know what do we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 11, 12, 13 14 decks in like tier 2 which is probably not even inaccurate Like, not that I'm going to break it down right now but that's just a lot of different options for people to understand like man all of these decks are really close in cube rates and and win rates i mean like we're talking like within a tenth of a percentage away from one another so like there's just a good opportunity that even if you don't have the best deck in the game if you don't own sherry any one of these decks is a playable deck in a tournament it's a top eight deck you know any one of these decks can make a top eight right i'm not saying that any one of them can win but any one of these decks can make a top eight. And I don't know about you, Scott. Actually, I do know Scott. I know Scott's philosophy is the same as mine. In every tournament, the goal is always to top eight. You know, you, you can't win every tournament. But being a good player, you should want to top eight every tournament that you possibly can. And then if you win, it's just bonus points. Uh, but, like, any one of these decks is a playable deck in top eight. So that's what I'm really getting at. Like, there's so many options. Uh, I covered six decks today in the video. So, like, there's couple things right there but i don't know i'm excited to see what hitmonkey does i'm excited to see if like it's good enough to knock down sherry uh it's nice to know that if sherry does miss a beat hitmonkey can very much capitalize on that which is great um but yeah i don't know we'll see anything left to add mr landis nope i'm good nope well then as always guys thanks for hanging out tonight with me and scott um I don't know if we'll be back next week or not. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But for everyone that hang out and chat tonight, you guys were awesome. Thanks for the chatters. And uh, we'll catch you guys next one. See ya. Thanks. See ya.